everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I am James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. That's right. We are Colin, and we are blasting through the decade of the 30s now that uh now that we're getting going uh our we momentum sure is picking up and we are in 1934 this time and <gasps> we are revisiting a a a uh an episode that we've been to three what? other times before that's right uh whoa i believe 2027 hold on one second uh 1920 1927 1928 and now 1934. So, okay. In my head, what you had said was 2027. And mm. I was like, James, mm. we are definitely not there. I was like, so... what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I was so confused. Yeah. So, this is our fourth, our fourth uh, dip into uh, Agent Carter season two, episode eight, episode four, season two, episode four, uh, which is called Smoke and Mirrors. Um, all the other television shows are episode eight that we're recording tonight, but this one's episode four, but two times four is eight and that's just math. So it's not agent Carter season one, episode five. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But five plus one is six plus <laughs> six two plus is eight. the two of season two. Yeah, season is two eight, right, so. yeah. There were two seasons of agent Carter. So yeah, it all works out. They're all eight. So uh, only one episode is, is season is episode eight. So here we go. <laughs> Okay. All right. So this is Smoke and Mirrors, uh, season two, episode four. Uh, this is where we've seen Agnes Cully and Peggy Carter's childhoods uh, coming up. And this is the the slice of this you're going to take is you're going to start at 39.25 and you're going to end at 41.36. It's the second to last scene of the episode. Um, this the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki says that it takes place on July 8th, 1934. I didn't see any specific reference to why that would be. Um, I didn't see if there was like a, a newspaper or something that they saw. Usually they're pretty good about citing that. So She doesn't say anything like, I remember July 8th, like right. it was yesterday, right? She doesn't I don't say anything like that. I think so. I don't think so. It was like four days after Independence Day, but eight days before James would be born in 1983. You know, lines Things like that. Things that I could know ahead of time. Sure, exactly, exactly. The stuff, the prophecy right, exactly. that had been foretold. Right, right. right. Um, okay, so uh, here's what happens in that clip. Arriving at the Olympic Movie House in California, Agnes Cully gets a free entry thanks to the woman in charge of the tickets. As she goes to enter the cinema, she's stopped by Ned Silver, who approaches her telling her that she would be a lot prettier if she smiles. Yes, he actually says that. So she gives him a little smile, and when she does, he tells her that she is perfect to be a model or even a movie star. He is a Hollywood talent agent, and he says that he could make her a star. What's her name? And she says, Agnes Cully. And he said, well, we're going to change that immediately. And she said, why? And he says, <laughs> because your name should be something as pretty as you are. And then she smiles in agreement or, you know. Appeasement. Uh, uh, yeah, appeasement or obeisance. Like, she, she's just trying to make to friends here. Along, yeah. And if, and if you'll recall from, from 20 and 27, the theme of her, of her growing up is smile and it'll get you places. Right. 
So this is sort of the the end to I that don't triptych. Think she with fully like, agrees, obviously. Yeah, it's like very right. much like a. Well, I guess I better just do yeah. this thing so that she's like, been I can just defeated. Move it exactly. Forward, exactly. You know? Um. It, or just using it to her advantage. You know. Right. Because she's could go so in, much smarter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um. It's like figuring out how to fix the radio of society. Um. <laughs> Deep cut preference. So yeah, exactly. Five, uh, seven, eight months ago. Head back to 1920 to get that one. Um, I would like to link to. This is the first time I'd really like to link back to the other episodes if we can. Okay. Um, we had said that like the last thing we did before we agreed to start doing this was like when we come back from a long time away from someone, I'd like to link back to the episodes they appeared in previously, or even like maybe just the last episode that she was in. Okay. 1927. So I think uh, they can do it, that. It doesn't. The, the synopsis said that she accepted the name that she was going to accept, uh, but she doesn't. Uh, we don't, because it's sort of that thing where it's like, we know who she is from when this episode is taking place. But right. in the context of 1934, it's not like, and your name shall be such right. and such. Unless he had a random name generator. All right. <laughs> Which back then, was just, back then it was just a bunch of, uh, it was two separate bingo ball like right. uh bingo ball uh turners. what are those called turners yeah and yeah. he was just like all right first name bink whitney second name frost someone goes bingo and he's like there you go two bingo, things bingo, uh, bongo. in my head um uh it was just a guy holding a sack of names that's my random mm. name generator it's like in his I've hat. Changed, he takes that I've hat changed off his goes, name to random name generator. Get over here. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry, boss. Um, <laughs> and then also uh, Bingo Ball Turner is, uh, was actually Kathleen Turner's dad's nickname. I don't know if anyone knew that. but uh, <laughs> okay, um, okay, enough with you. So let's talk a little bit about the scene that we're setting here. We are at the Olympic movie house. Okay. Um, I Does did that not exist look in real up, life? I don't believe so. I okay. the, the reason why I don't believe so is because uh it is advertising Teresa Montgomery in the Spanish Tower. And here's what the MCU wiki had to say. The Spanish Tower is a fictional film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The poster claims it was directed by David Platt. And I wrote a note here that says named after the real director of the aforementioned episode, which I think I meant uh yeah, he directed this episode. David Platt is listed as the director of that movie, but he is also the director mm. of this episode. Little Fun. Easter egg. Had to exactly. make sure that he made it into the MCU. I got exactly. it. David Platt. Um, it is produced by Anvil Studios. It is a Western starring an actress named Teresa Montgomery as the lead. Um, so I would guess that probably the Olympic movie house is not actually a place, though it is sort of um, kind of like how we said about the... Uh, you know, the tent revival tent, it's sort of an avatar for a larger sort of uh, representative of, of, of many different things. Um, I did take some notes on uh, some of the stuff that was going on with movies in 1934. Just really quick, the top five in the box office for 1934. Uh, number one, no, what am I doing? Number five, The Thin <laughs> Man. Uh, number four, The Gate of Orsay. Number three, Les Miserables. Number two, Cleopatra, and number one, it happened one night. Um, the cost of a movie ticket in 1934, I guess this is maybe the mean cost, was 23 cents. Uh, and if you'll notice, this is 25 cents for this theater. Uh, so I wrote, so this is clearly the swanky theater. 
Um, and it's also like a big city, like big major right, city. Right, so. exactly. Uh, the inflation-adjusted price of that movie ticket from 23 cents in 1934 to when I took this note in 2021, uh, it would be $4.26. So it seems like not a lot, and that's because it wasn't a lot because it's about uh, a third of what you would pay now. Jeez. Yeah. That's how much so, gas costs today. Uh, right. One gallon of gas. Well, exactly. One gallon. That's true. Um, back then, you'd get uh, two cartoons, a newsreel, and uh, a full-length feature film of poorly shot, bad-sounded. Um, <laughs> all right. These moving pictures. Ooh, what a what a time to be alive. I saw something that was hilarious. That was like, uh, a man man killed in alien invasion. Uh, that he heard on the radio, uh, which was yeah. especially tragic because he had been recently injured when a train hit him as he went to the movie I've theater. I've seen that or same like thing. <laughs> I think you shared that somewhere. I probably shared because it it's, it's like a hard times. I think, it article, sounds exactly I think. like a hard times. Yeah, or exactly. maybe an Onion article because it's yeah. definitely yeah leaning in on that lore, and you were like, oh my god, what a perfect article or whatever. Yeah, that sounds exactly like what I would have said. Yeah, for sure. Also, so, I wanted to point out, I did some. I just did. I did just do a very quick Google because I was like, you know, I feel like Anvil is something that I've heard of before in Marvel. Mm. Uh, and it was uh, it's something that is in um, it is in The Punisher. Uh, but I, I, it's interesting that like you, uh, let me try this again. Apparently it's not in 616, which feels weird to me for a place that has, you know, team names like. Hammer and stuff Hammer, like that. Right. You would think that Anvil would be a very clear, like, yeah. follow up or connection or the enemy of that. You know, surprisingly, right. not the that big. The thing you use to forge sword to forge swords and shields. The exactly. Anvil using the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was it. I just I just uh, wanted to say yeah. that I was like, yeah. oh, I wonder if that's a nod to something from the comics, like Anvil Studios, Anvil something. Nope, right. just the actual name of a thing in Punisher. <laughs> right. Uh, and Anvil. Um, all right, so let's do let's do a, a, a pretty quick Avengers ensemble. Okay. Um, for this for this particular group of people. Okay. Avengers ensemble. Okay, so adult Agnes Cully, um, who plays name redacted, new name redacted, is played by an actress named Wynne Everett. Um, she was in 10 episodes of Agent Carter. She's in all of the episodes of season two. Uh, she was in seven episodes of the very excellent, but perhaps uh, not very excitingly named TV show Teenage Bounty Hunters, um, which is on Netflix. And I highly recommend you go watch because it is excellent. Um, oh. And uh, she was in five episodes of Doom Patrol, which is a television show based on a DC comic. Great show. All right, so she plays uh, adult Agnes Cully, um, and we're going to see a lot more of her uh, in just a little bit um, because mm -hmm. uh, Agent Carter isn't too far off. Um, th what, 13 short years. Um, the ticket booth operator is played by Kalila Joy. Uh, she was in three episodes of Station 19, six episodes of Big Little Lies, and she won a Sophie for Best Supporting Actress for the 2013 movie Jonestown. What so, is a Sophie? I maybe I don't know. Let's see. Let's do a real quick Google. Sophie Award is short film, short film awards. Mm, okay. Um, a Sophie's Choice. Got it. 
Mm. Yep, mm. that's that is for sure the thing <laughs> that you have just said. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so then Ned Silver, who is a character that I swear to God, Colin, every time I think of this scene, I'm like. Do we see him later? Why is he a named first name and last name character if he is literally in this scene and this scene only? Pretty sure it's just... It, maybe it's a reference to something in the comics, but I did not find anything. I don't think so. so. You know what I think it is? I think that they give you a name that very clearly sounds Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I think the implication here is that that is probably not his real name either. Gotcha. Right. Like the idea right. of like, ah, it's the silver screen. Welcome right. to Hollywood, baby. I'm Ned Silver. But you know that his name is really like Ned, like. Freddie Silver. Freddie Silverstein. Yeah. Um, Freddie? Who's Freddie? Mm -hmm. Who's Freddie? Who's, Who's Nettie? Um, oh, wow. That was cool. We got that at the same time. Um, all right. So, <laughs> gross. Um, Hey, you know what's fun? Explaining the concept of a neti pot to an 11-year-old who has basically just outlined that she would like that. But when you tell her it exists, she's like, oh, Never I'm mind. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is It played... sounds good in theory, not in yeah, actuality. Exactly. I'd like it. I'd like a, a not actually a thing to happen like that. Um, he is played by an actor named Andrew Brian Carter, ABC. Oh, um, my God. The conspiracy <laughs> continues. His name is probably not also that. Right. He mostly goes by Andrew Carter. Um, he asked to be called Agent Carter on the set of this show, and they said no. Um, <laughs> that's not true, probably. Uh, he was in a movie called The Scroll of Morlock, and when I don't find uh, a lot of credits for someone, but I do find a very interesting uh, credit I often write down the synopsis. Here is the synopsis for The Scroll of Morlock. A young film projectionist, movies, huh, uh -huh. is tasked with screening a long-lost silent horror film only to inadvertently free the fictional supernatural villain from his celluloid prison. And I parenthetically wrote right here, this is Last Action Hero. That's just the, that's just the <laughs> plot to the Last Action Hero. Uh, he won a judge's award for the 48-hour film project for the movie Very Grave Robbers. When their home invasion is interrupted by a memorial service, two robbers must blend in or get busted, which sounds hilarious. That sounds good. Um, I want it does watch sound that. good. If you could, you could do that well or very, very poorly, um, and really no mental sliders <laughs> no on between, that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think Colin, I think that's going to be it for me. Oh, real quick, um, I do have some uh, FDR's president in 1934. We've seen Ooh, him hey, before. He is now president. His first term. Yeah. <gasps> you know what we didn't do last uh episode what we didn't talk about how that was oh no wait no that was in 1933 wasn't it the with the wobbly chair agent wobbles yeah yeah no yeah that it was, was 1933 oh, okay so in between last episode and this episode agent wobbles saved fdr's life absolutely got on this day in history you know folding fo folded up in heaven uh and <laughs> safely put away in a rust-free container agent wobbles um it's in the Smithsonian under like a plate <laughs> of glass. Smithsonian. It's a chair. Um, governor <laughs> of California was a man named Frank Miriam, and it was the fourth year of the Dust Bowl, um, which is just the most vindictive form of erosion you've ever seen in your whole life. Um, huh. And uh, July 1st, seven days before this takes place, the Hayes Office censorship code for more motion pictures goes into full effect. So... Hayes Code became a thing right before this this scene takes place, which is what made movies go from awesome in like the 30s 
to like eh until like the 70s was this haze code where they're like no beds together no uh extended kissing no uh, you know all this really crazy crap so they're stuff. the reason why everything got real boring for a bit there yep that's it cool that's the one Way to uh, go. censorship always uh always works so uh colin that is all i have for you for today if you want to take us to some social media i absolutely do I would like to talk to you all before you head out of this episode. Let me give you a little recommendation if I can. Um, I would like to talk to you about a show called Unnatural 20s. It is an absolutely chaotic show uh, and one that the minute you start it, you can't put it down. uh, And every time it ends, they leave you wanting more. Unnatural Mm. 20s follows three good friends who never know exactly what to talk about, so they leave the fate of each episode up to the roll of a D20, where they have 20 different possible segments that they can pull from and must be prepared for at any given moment. Uh, And the hilarity ensues every single time. Uh, So that's Unnatural 20s, and they air their episodes on Mondays, and you can find more of them, and you can find them on scavengersnetwork.com slash unnatural20s, but that would be the T, nope, that would be two zero S, right? Unnatural 20s, all all one, you know, URL. Uh, So check them out and uh, give them a listen. And with that being said... Now that you've gone and checked them out to, you know, add to your queue for after this episode ends, we can safely exit the timeline for the time being. Mm. Uh, And we'll see you all soon for another episode here on Timeline Scavengers. Thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Colin Parker. And I'm James Anderson. You should change your name to something a little bit more punchy, like uh, Excelsior. Our PodCube devices are able to record audio from any time or place, in space or time or place. And this is what they're picking up. I hate flowers. flowers. I feel like a poop seller. I feel like I'm selling poop. There's a whole baby Mark Zuckerberg in here. Is it real? I I don't think so, but it's wet and it doesn't smell good. Did you smell the mouth? No, I didn't. Hi, welcome to Circuit City. Can I help you find anything today? Now, politely, just shut up. I'm going to take this iPod, dip it in some sauce. Ooh, hard to eat. Bet you it'd be harder to eat without all the sauce on it. Search PodCube in your podcast app or go to poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.